everybody and welcome back to we bought a mic or should i say we bought a moon we uh for all pod kind for pod mic kind <laughs> i'll allow it <laughs> soon to be we bought a mars we'll see uh on this pop culture podcast fingers crossed pop culture space cast uh talking one of the best shows, probably the best show that no one is watching, is what I've been saying for all mankind on Apple TV Plus. Welcome. My name's Ernest, and with me is Dane, friend of the pod, donor of the pod. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Not on island time anymore. Very, moon, very normal time. Moon time? Mars moon time? time? Uh, it's, it's Mars time. We can call it or, Mars time. Orbit? Orbit time? Oh God! Space time. hotel time. <laughs> we're we're getting our space capitalism on this time, huh? We love to see it. All right, so couple couple housekeeping items. We just had you on for Top Gun Maverick, which was Top a Gun rowdy, Maverick. loud. We were we were still in the danger zone during that episode. We were screaming about Tom Cruise. Uh, mostly Hunter was screaming about Tom Cruise. Yeah. And uh, no, I I was I was screaming plenty too. Look, look, it's a great movie. Okay, we were we we were feeling it. We were we were all there. We were you know we I think we matched Hunter's level. Right, he right. really brought it. Uh, Hunter sadly uh, has come down with the old novel coronavirus. Uh, he's fine, but we just wanted to take all precautions and uh, wait it out until he was all in the clear, but. Yeah, uh, a fallen member of the pod fam. Uh, you know, we we held out this whole time. Actually, for all I know, I could have gotten COVID and just like never showed symptoms. Feel so. it. It's possible. I don't know. Thoughts uh, and prayers for Hunter, though. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, and also, you know, we um, we just have a lot going on in our lives right now, and sometimes it's hard to do the podcast. But I wanted to get something out there this week and this is the perfect time to do this because this show just came back for its third season and and Um, it is great it's phenomenal (laughs) it's absolutely phenomenal i think this is a good moment to um you know bring you in because i don't know if we talked about this on pod as much as we did off pod but you're kind of the only person that i know that watches as much tv as i do Oh, um, yeah. so this is a good, you, I think you watch more than I do and I watch a lot, but I, yeah. it's a good time to like, like, you know, be able to, to take in this moment of like peak TV that we find ourselves in. Cause we don't have the bandwidth to talk about it all on this podcast. And especially, you know, Hunter and Drew don't have the bandwidth to watch as much. Um, so it's it's a matter of like what we're able to get our hands on sometimes. So maybe we can start there. Like, 
uh, how do you feel about like the plethora of television that we have right now? And why is this show worth kind of spotlighting amongst all the choices? All right. So I, th- I think I was really kind of uh, of a mindset where I think it was it probably really started before the huge plethora of streaming services. Uh, I think like I was like the gold, the golden age of like digital TV era was like, it was like Netflix, Hulu, and uh, like HBO, like before HBO Max. Um, and uh, everybody was, uh, they were all three putting out pretty consistently good stuff, I would think. Um, uh, you know, there's there's little declines in certain areas. And I think it was really once more streaming services became available, that was the decline of some of the quality. Um, the bloat. Right, right. Is a mar- uh, saturated market, right? You know, right. We're, we're capitalists right now. Yeah, communism, I mean, socialism, I bad. The, <laughs> <laughs> I feel the bloat right now, man. Every time yeah. I flip on Disney Plus, like there was a week, there was a week, a couple of weeks ago, where like Obi Wan started, and Obi Wan, Stranger Things on the and same Stranger day, Things, yeah. yeah. And then the boys came on, and I was like. That was like there was like a, a weak stretch there where I was like, oh boy. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's gonna much. it's it's a summer of a lot of good things, I think. Uh yeah. right now. That's good. Um, but I do think that uh uh for all mankind, uh so I didn't I didn't watch the first two seasons live. You you mentioned that it was really good. Yeah, you were like, you all should watch this. And I, you know, I saw that and I kept it in the back of my mind. Uh, I mean, the uh, TV plus the Apple TV plus, uh, it wasn't really like a huge, like contender in my mind. I think it was really, what did I watch? I go, I watched Ted Lasso right before the season, Great show. the second season started. Um, I, I think I'd got it cause it like, it was like five extra dollars or something. I'm an Apple music guy. Um, just to watch uh, Mythic Quest. So Mythic Quest, they were Ted giving Lasso. it away when it first launched. Yeah, they were like, if you have a new, that might have been it. iPhone. You just have this for like twelve months. It's what's crazy about it, though, to me is the the quality of the stuff on here uh, is is actually shocking to me. Uh, they they really they won Best Picture for Coda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah. Also, we've we've spotlighted on on previous episodes. Um, Severance. Uh, Severance. We did a whole episode on that, that and yeah. Drew and I also talked about the after party. Um, so they're they're hitting a moment right now where they're kind of standing out from the crowd as like the I, quality house. Yeah. I I mean I I think what it what it really is coming to me right now is it's it's like it's HBO but a little bit more refined. Right. Well, HBO still ha- is on its own level, I think, just because it's right. been doing it for so it, long. They have these yeah. like Titan, like legends, like The Wire and The Sopranos. Yeah, and, you know all these things. Fl- but Flight of the Concords, Tenacious <laughs> D. <laughs> oh my God! But yeah, I, I think that Apple right now is like they're eating a little bit of Netflix lunch. Like Netflix isn't is Absolutely. in the the quantity game. They well, uh, they did have. I how I mean, Stranger Things four is doing pretty big right now. Oh, huge! Yeah, incredibly popular they, show. They are, but that's like yeah. the one. You know, right. that's like the one ubiquitous. Yeah. And and Apple isn't necessarily going for that. Like, it goes to show this show 
for all mankind. I think part of the reason why I wanted to do this is because no one is watching it and I want to yeah. highlight it and I want to get people to watch it, but yeah. it's not even close to the level of popularity of Stranger Things. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it is baffling. Like after watching the show, it is baffling how it like has flown under the, uh, you know, under the radar, uh, you know, test pilots stuff. I, <laughs> I, that was uh, terrible. No, I got you. I got you. It's, <laughs> it's in, uh, it's under the, the hard deck. <laughs> yes. Yes. Under the hard deck. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, um, you know, the 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 building blocks of we bought a mic are in part coded with the with the uh the sheen of a show called halt and, Ca- and catch fire which aired on amc uh a couple of years ago and during its final season was when we started this podcast because we knew that that show was special and that no one was watching it and we didn't hear any podcasts about it because no one really seemed to pay any attention to it so we were like all right i guess we have to start our own podcast talking about this show and after that show wrapped up it ended up on netflix and it kind of garnered a little bit of a of an audience that it never had when it was airing and i'm kind of feeling a little bit of a similar energy with for all mankind it's a very underseen show it's not even close to being the most popular show on the network you know amc had mad men and breaking bad right um now Apple TV has Ted Lasso and like all these other things, Pachinko, Severance. It's getting attention for all these heavy hitters. And For All Mankind is kind of flying under that radar, under that hard deck. And it is one of the best shows on right now, period. Right. So, so now we're arriving in, at season three. But before we actually dive into the premiere uh, that aired today as of this recording... Let's kind of catch people up a little bit. You know, you said you just binged the show. I convinced you right. to. <laughs> what yeah, do you think? I mean, it, it, well, so what was really, really crazy was um, I, I was really intrigued by the premise. So the premise is is that the Russians beat us to the moon. Yeah. Uh, and then the space race just doesn't end because, like, America's not just, we're not going to take that. No. The, no, the we gotta, Cold we War and the space race become one and the same. Yeah. Um, but what, what really... Uh, Initially, a- a- after that I- immediate uh, storyline is is kind of introduced, the overarching plot, I I started to fall in love with all of the characters. They yes. are all incredible, and, and so that's another show- uh, halt and catch fire link too. It it's a it's a big kind of uh, concept, right. right? So halt and catch fire is about the the boom of the kind of the technology revolution when computers first started becoming you know, more prevalent and ubiquitous in culture, the space race is kind of an, an analogous to that, right? right? But it doesn't get swept up in that grandeur. It manages to focus on the characters. Right. It, it's like, it's more along the lines of this alternate history, but the alternate history is really just the setting and not the focus in any way, shape, or form. Uh, it really allows them to do all sorts of crazy shit that like, definitely didn't happen but if if we cared enough could happen somehow There's reagan no still gets elected <laughs> yeah uh, what is I, uh does nick nixon uh doesn't get watergate does he i feel like that's true yeah 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 there's i, they, I think he i think he just montages. like loses re-election they do yeah. these montages where it's just like 
you get little tiny things like in this premiere season three premiere it's like the beatles reunite because yeah. uh john uh, lennon didn't die yeah the, the, they stopped the assassin it's like you know it doesn't like impact the plot yeah. in any way shape or form it's just like oh yeah that's neat okay R- ronald reagan though that's please. like a that's like a nexus event yeah well, and I mean, all the multiverses ronald reagan gets elected so the the whole thing starts right uh I guess they the the crew of is Apollo ten is uh is our two our two boys Gordo and uh, the the less exciting angry guy <laughs> I I just oh really Joel love, Kinnaman the main yeah guy. Joel Kinnaman yeah yeah okay so so here's kind of a disclaimer if you're listening to this and you've never watched this show by the way I had this show in my top ten of the year last year for season two it's one of my favorites but if you're jumping in without hearing anything I said on that episode. Basically, the the spiel that I that I give is that, you know, what Dane said about how the Russians beat us to the moon, that's the end of episode one. But the show doesn't actually fully introduce what it what it's really about until the end of the following episode, which is the Russians land the first woman on the moon. Right. That's that's really the show. And like one of my. Uh, notes that I would give and you know it's fine it's fine if tv shows don't start out perfect because part of what television is is finding the show and that's a very natural thing that the television has always historically done which is you start out somewhere and as you go along you get to the thing right you don't start right. at, the, at the thing. You, you, and, you don't. You don't. You don't just give away the ending at the beginning. You 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 let the story unfold and and do how go how it's gonna go. It's, right. But usually, it's not even about giving it away. It's usually it's literally just about how television is made and how the writers work. And a lot of times, like that process they don't know what it is. They can't give it away because they don't know. They, they haven't fully uh, realized they don't have an end game plan. They I have gotcha. to, they have to find it. And I'm not saying that's what this show is or what the process of writing it was, but in the spirit of what television has historically been, I think you, it's There's okay. There's not to, an end in sight. It's okay to give it a little bit of leeway. I'm sure with this show, they had a very planned out, right. You know, right. Path. They, They've got they've got a, a roadmap. Uh, my, yeah. my, the route the route might be a little different, but but in the spirit of, of of what television has historically been, sometimes the beginning is is a little rocky, and this show doesn't fully find itself until maybe it's like three, episode three or four. It's when they yeah. do that. They, they, I mean, minor spoilers. There's a lot of time skips throughout the series, right? Which is um, something that people I, might have trouble with but it is one of my favorite things about this show it caught me off guard the first time they did it and after they did it the first time i understood that i wasn't going to be left in the dark about anything they they were going to fill in the blanks of what happened over the two the two years or whatever they're so two years five years it's it's baffling how how good they are at that yeah Uh, what i think my so like i have i mean i guess it's technically two gripes but the gripe is really with Sometimes I don't like writing decisions that they make, but right. the crazy thing is, is that I always like where these writing decisions lead to. Um, 
uh, you know, even, even if I, there's, there's, I mean, I, I talked about this with you, that there's one storyline in the second season that I oh, absolutely Karen. hate. I, I hate it yeah. so much. We'll get but to I really, that because it, uh, it's, it's, it's shockingly great. continues in the third season, which I did not expect. <laughs> but we'll, we'll put a pin on right. that because we got to, we got to dive into that. Yeah. But yeah, basically the, the, the show is not just an alternate history of the Russians beating us to the moon. It's, 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 it's them putting a woman. Focused. Yeah. It's a character focus and then, and then putting a woman on the moon and that right. changes everything, right? The idea that NASA now has to focus its program on women as a reflection of right. trying to beat the Russians. It, if you it's really think insane. about it, it's like it's like it's like one little thing and happens differently, and then you, the world is constantly catching up and changing uh, to match that, right? Right. So, so, so the first thing that happens, you know, you 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 look at it and you're like, oh, this is how history happened, right? It's it's just this one little thing, and as the show continues, it gets further and further, and the world develops in different ways because it's like okay, so they developed new technologies for something else and that got into the private sector. And so everybody's got electric cars in 1980. Yeah, nuclear energy keeps going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, the women in space thing was huge because I, it, was, it, it lets the, the cast be a lot less dudes, which I think which is, is great. incredibly beneficial to the storyline. And it's the like, dudes kind of fall into these more secondary roles that allow them to be a little bit more nuanced, a little bit more vulnerable. You're not, you start out, the Joel Kinnaman they, character starts out as this very stock astronaut man and quickly develops into something a little bit more broken, a little bit more tragic. That character, you know, it, I don't want to give away what happens with him, but it gets sad. It's like they're they're not only journeying to the moon, they're journeying inside of their soul and figuring oh. themselves out because they've been relegated to a back uh, background position. Yep, maybe. Yeah, and and I think that you know the the whole like female le leadership is something that this show doesn't. It never beats you over the head with it. It's yeah. never it, like it, it doesn't hey, feel out girls of place. Rock. It's never trying to do that. It's never trying to be like like this is a feminist show. It's just like very, very matter of factly showing you an alternate reality in which women are given these more prevalent positions of power and decision-making and things turn out arguably like way better. I mean, the than our reality. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, yes, there's, there's one thing specifically that turns out way better specifically mentioned because a specific woman was there to, Yep. It's 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 incredible. And not just women in space, but women it, at mission control, too. That's yeah. another huge side of the show. The show kind of is split between the astronauts going up into orbit and eventually to the moon um, and also mission control. And, you know, I've heard some criticisms about people saying that they don't like it when the show cuts away from space because let's say no, it, like space it, is fucking thrilling it's exhilarating yeah, in this show. every time they're in space i'm like somebody's gonna die i know <laughs> it's gonna happen <laughs> but i i think that it does a really good job at balancing the different tones because yeah the stuff on the ground is a little bit more quiet a little bit more you know a little bit less exciting but you kind of need both flavors I, for this show to work 
Don't I you find think? Kind of. I kind of. I find it uh, actually entirely different. I find the stuff on the ground to be some of the more exciting stuff because uh, the stuff on the ground is a lot of like them well, realizing you're a mission control kind of guy. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, who you I, are. I, it's, that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. You know, the, the people up in space, yeah, they know what's going on. It's the people down on earth that are like, wait, wait, what's happening up there. And they have right. to figure it out and then come up with a solution to give to the astronauts. So I'm, you know, like, I, I don't want to be, edge of my seat, like everything, like uh, explosive decompression, uh, <laughs> space communists. I'm, I, I don't need that 24 seven. Right. I, I, I really, I mean, I, I, one of, I have like two favorite characters that like, they can't do anything wrong. And it's, it's, uh, it's one of, one of the astronauts, Gordo, and then Margo, the mission control lady. Uh, and I think that's just because I've known so many uh, women engineers from Huntsville, Alabama, that it's it's kind of rubbed off on me. But so I want to talk about some actual like specific things that happen in season one and two that really like made me fall in love with this show. So do you have any other kind of non-spoilery things that you want to share with people uh, before we kind of start diving I into think, specifics? I I would I would say uh, uh, as another also as just a general fan of uh, uh, accurate science the there is no sound in space. Oh yeah. And they, they do that very nicely. All the shots of camera focusing, it's, it's just full of incredible uh, uh, space action that doesn't feel like, Ooh, sci-fi. It feels realistic. Yeah. Um, That's one of the best things about this show is that even though it takes place in an alternate reality where it starts to tiptoe into science fiction very much, it never it, loses the thread of what is plausible. Right. Um, all right. So if this hasn't convinced you, just dive in, take our word for it. At least try to get, try to maybe get through all of season one. I'll say that after that time jump you mentioned, which is around it's, like it's, it's the midpoint. It's only uphill for there. It, it is terrific television. Like the last, the last, three four episodes of season one are amazing just incredible and, <laughs> incredible television and then if you get through season one and are worried about continuing season two the, the last two episodes of season two are some of the best episodes of Literally. television i have seen in my entire life a hundred percent agree a hundred percent agree so let's dive into those episodes right now Kind of backtracking to, I guess, the biggest kind of spoiler about season one that I would say is it's not, I wouldn't even say this is a huge spoiler, but the fact that like they have a base on the moon, Jonestown, right? Right. Is a huge J plot J point. Jamestown. J oh, Jonestown. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> they, they all. <laughs> They all huff moon, moon <laughs> vacuum air oh my God. <laughs> together to join in <laughs> to the moon god. Uh, yeah, Jamestown. Sorry, that's the colony on the moon. That was one of the moments where I kind of sat up in my chair and I was like, "Oh, what are we doing?" Right. That was that was uh, the moment where it was like, "Oh, we are we are straying from history drastically now." Yeah. Um, yeah. And Full that, that's... on operational moon base, but it's not again. It's not beyond the level of plausibility. Like when you try to picture right. how our 
version of NASA would execute a base on the moon, it would probably look a lot like this. Right. And, and I mean, the going on, like later on the colony, you know, it gets bigger. And so there's more people and it becomes less of like a, a you know, a, a desolate moon uh, hellscape. Uh, and it, and it becomes kind of a community, but at the very beginning, it's like the three of them there and they're just there alone. They get supplies now and then I don't remember how long their like tour was, but it was like, like six months or something yeah, like something that. Like maybe. that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like the idea of spending, uh, six months in essentially a single room with two other people that like, aren't ne- like one of them, two of them were our bet, like best friends. Uh, the, the third woman, uh, is just kind of like, I wouldn't say she's just there. She's, she's an incredible character. Um, but she doesn't Danielle, fit in. Danielle pool, Danielle. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, I'm there for Gordo, you know? Yeah. We'll get, we'll get to Gordo in a second, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think the other big, uh, plot point now that I'm kind of looking at the summary, the plot summaries here is, uh, Karen and, um, Ed's son is in yeah. a horrible, tragic accident. Um, and he dies. And that is the way that's handled is one of the saddest things I've seen in a long time. Cause they don't tell him they keep it from him. Well, I mean, there's, there's like, there's some other circumstances of why they didn't tell him. Right. Uh, He's alone at this point on the moon and he's been there way longer than he should be. Um, And they, they're like, we don't want to like say anything that'll like get him to like, fucking off himself or anything right and so it's this whole like ethical dilemma of like do we tell him his son is dead yeah and um, it creates the strain on their marriage which sets up a whole another a whole kind of other set of dominoes oh, yeah. that oh. know, keeps going but that that notion of like you know we know from hearing about astronauts in our in our world that marriages can be extremely strained because of the you're literally worlds apart, right? Right. Imagine that to the point where like somebody's living on the moon, like that is an unimaginable distance for a relationship. And then to throw in a dead kid into that, the way the show handles that is so expertly very well, because you, you never feel like it's coming out of left field. It always, all of these decisions that happen, It, it all feel like they are from a place of emotional consistency with the general themes that the entire right. story is trying to get across. I, 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 honestly, I think the only decision uh, that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me uh, from a practical standpoint, but does narratively is the the fact that the, the Soviets put the first woman on the moon. Well, that is I, the I, all, I, I and, think and com- I, I communists love- in general are, are very, um, <laughs> unwilling to separate genders in the way that we have done in our Western side of things. I, I could see that a little bit. I think uh, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, I don't really have an issue. You know, it's just, uh, it, it kind of, I, I saw that and I said, Hmm, interesting decision. I'll see where it goes and yeah. seeing where it goes. It, it's great. The, it, it's, the way I read it was just like, it's either, the Soviets trying to fuck with the Americans. Right. Like, hey, look what we can do. 
you know, you're all caught up in your fucking bullshit, you know, trying to, right. trying to divide each other. <laughs> and, and, and I we, think that we don't have these divisions. I think that's the really interesting part about this is it's like that is the the thing that is the hardest for me to buy. And even still, it's explained in a way that I, I don't feel like it's just kind of like a plot device. Like it, it's it's right. it's it, it feels natural to the story. Exactly. While I can also see like, oh, I know why you do this. I like where this is going. This is this is good. And this this show is full of choices like that. Right. Right. Exactly. Like it consistently is doing things like that, that you feel like in any other show would be this wildly kind of out of left field decision. And for some right. reason, the way this is plotted out and the way this is, it, it feels this, exactly normal. It feels right. right. Yeah. It's like, Oh yeah, this is exactly how they would react in this situation. I, exactly. I get Exactly. So the the end of season one, I think, is is a really good kind of capper on the whole journey because that last episode really zeroes in yeah. on one of the things that this show does so well, which is showing you why space is fucking terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> and and it, it 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 has a really good way of like bringing uh, all the characters together. Like the entire season, it's it's so much of like here's everybody's good side and here's everybody's bad side. Right. And by the end of it, you're like, everybody knows that everybody sucks, but everybody still loves each other because they know yeah. that there is goodness in them. And and when there's peril in space, they that, they put all of that aside and and immediately are there to help out their, right. their teammates. But not before they come like centimeters close to oh my God. total to, demise. To, yeah, <laughs> like that's one I, of the things. It's like you you. Obviously, it's a television show, and they find ways to like increase the tension and the drama to make it an entertaining watching experience. But it's like it's Even like still, holy shit, you're coming this close. I, I think what it is is it's like it's just like ultra heightened like brinkmanship. It's like yeah. you know every every time we got really close to nuclear annihilation in the past. How could we get even closer? Right. What, what what could we do that would make this even worse than it already was? You know, well, that, that leads perfectly into season two because season two skips nine years like into that. the future. Yeah, we go from like the 60s to like the like early 80s, late 70s, something like that. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I, it the, might be the, it might be early set. It might be early seventies. The, the band 80s. is there. There's that one episode where they have the the band song. The 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 title the title of the episode is the name of that song. The weight. Yeah, the one with Gordo and uh, Trace. Yeah, that's episode yeah. five of season two. Right. Okay, so season two, I think, is a perfect season of television. I think it's it's a triumph, and I think that the 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 time jump is only uh, a piece of that. I think that. The fact that, well, the, the time jump allows them to do a couple of different things. So it allows them to have the the Jamestown colony expand a lot. So now this this moon base is not the type of moon base that we could ever do with our resources in our reality. This is a space we, program that is way more mature. To it, yeah, yeah. So now we're seeing a version of NASA that's been pumped way more money and resources than our NASA, NASA ever has, at least to the public's uh viewpoint um all the astronauts are all rock stars like yes yes that's a really neat thing um they're 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 on like a late night tv 
Well, specifically Tracy. Yeah. Uh, Gordo's wife. Ex-wife. 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 <laughs> ex- ex-wife by season two. They're they're fully divorced. I feel like they're just having trouble. Are uh, they? No, are they fully separated? She, because she announces that she's married to that other guy on oh, late night TV. And he's that's like, right. what the fuck? You didn't tell me? <laughs> but, okay, so that's the other thing. So, so Gore is this hotshot pilot, like, going into the space program in season one. Like, really, really feeling good. By the time we get to Gordon in season two, he's I mean, really he's really he, let himself go. We we'd seen him at rock bottom <laughs> in season one, and season the beginning of season two is him like, yeah, I know that I'm not cut out for this, so I'm just gonna try yeah. and live the best life that I can. He's got a he's got a a, a beer belly. He's got he's a, a scraggly mustache. Like we can all see ourselves in season uh. two, Gordo. We're like, man, we we get you. We feel he just, you, buddy. He he's fully aware of all the mistakes he's made in his past, and he's right. just trying to be comfortable with that, you know. But he still just wants to be a good dad. You know, he's got his two boys. You know, they're growing up quick. He wants to be there for for them. He doesn't want to be on the moon while they grow up. Um, while his wife is going to the moon as you know, practically a publicity stunt, right? Uh, but he just he wants to be there. He wants to be a good dad. And I think that that's, you know, knowing how season two ends, that's such an emotional backbone of this season is knowing that like this guy has to build himself back up to the version of himself that he didn't even know he still had in him. And that is such an, just such a home run of a character arc. It, 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 they, they just did such a good job of making you feel bad for this guy. Cause it's like, very early on, you're made fully aware of his flaws. Um, and and you you know the kind of person he is, but it's also very, very good at showing all of the characters, especially Gordo in season two, being good people yeah. and accepting their flaws. Yeah, that, that's a huge theme throughout all the characters. All the characters are facing some type yeah. of inner turmoil. Um, there's one character that is uh conflicted with her with her coming out as a lesbian and dealing with a with a gay relationship i side note i've been describing this show as the gay space show to everybody i've told it about so uh, i think it's going to be even more so in season three it's it's wonderful yeah but anyways about about her and her arc and um so i'm I'm trying to see which one that is is that uh ellen yeah yeah that's her name yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you've got you've got this whole like, you know, you got the astronauts, but you got this whole other crowd. And, and Ellen, Ellen is an astronaut, right? Yeah, she goes up there. She, she, yes, she is an astronaut. Um, I think she was like mostly a pilot, and then got all of the the sciencey stuff uh, to enable her to fly bigger and cooler planes. Right. I think she started out as a pilot. Yeah. So that's that's the other thing is that even though in this reality women have found a much easier path to leadership in the space program specifically. Um, There's still a lot of kind of cultural barriers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I thought that was a really, really, really neat uh, storyline in the first season. And they, I thought they wrapped it up in such an incredible way uh, in the season one finale in such a way that again felt realistic and like exactly what you would expect. There was no like, 
I accept you the way you yeah. are. It was not like warm and fuzzy. Yeah, there's there's so many places where a show like this could get incredibly derivative and hokey. Yeah, sappy. Um, and it never does that. It never, ever does that. I, I don't think it ever takes the easy route. Um, okay, so a couple other big items from season two that we still need to touch on. So another way, so so you you you've been pitching this as the as the gay space show. The gay uh, space show. I've been pitching this as guns on the moon. <laughs> that's yeah, because that, <laughs> oh my god, that's that's like I need people to watch this show. Like, what I did, gotta give them something, you know. So what did, what did I send you when I when I watched the first time the guns were like fired at somebody on the moon? It was like it turns out it's a uh, less terror. It's it's better to die from the gunshot than to survive the gunshot on the moon. Well, but weren't Ooh. we saying that like how lucky it would be to just instantly like just get pulverized? Yeah, <laughs> to just explode <laughs> into energy. <laughs> yeah, like that's the ideal way to go. <laughs> like that guy. That guy we've just seen, really we've seen so out. many die in space, and the guys who die the best die instantaneously. But again, again, it, it's that point again of like if you think about it, if someone were to fire a bullet without an atmosphere and it would pierce a spacesuit that's full of oxygen for that person to survive inside of it that's exactly what would happen you know you never spark think- and then and then you're just on fire until you die <laughs> also suffocating all in the matter of one second <laughs> and and not only you, you can't stop drop and roll it's it's a suit of fire <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment when that happened I was like, yeah, it's like, oh, shit's real now. I was speechless, you know, and that raises the stakes, right? Because like you're on season two at this point, you know, you're you've gotten to know your characters. You've gotten to know this world and they've done a really good job at setting up the idea of the Russians as this real threat. And the way it's presented, it's so well done because you even though they're presented as a threat. They're not presented as the bad guys. And that's something that's really, really crucial because when that yeah. moment happens, when that scene happens, <laughs> then they become the bad guys. <laughs> well, no, and not even then it's, not it's necessarily. like a sympathetic bad guy. You understand why they do what they do. But it's it's a miscommunication. Absolutely. They can't they can't talk to each other, not right. only because of their suits aren't linked up to uh but but the language barrier but the language they literally can't say to each other what they need to say in order to survive that situation and because of the mounting threat of the two governments the astronauts on the moon are an extension it's so crazy to think that like you're literally on the moon you're you're not even on the same planet right and you're still dealing with the same petty conflicts that the people on earth are (laughs) <laughs> they're, the they're in our minds cost. though yeah they're in our minds Ernest. <laughs> they, they can't have the ice that's our ice <laughs> by the way that's a that's another god there's so many moments that just like made me perk up watching this <laughs> when they find the ice i'm like motherfucker like it's, it's such go, an exciting dude. thing and it, do, it doesn't feel like it would be exciting but there it is being and exciting. molly is the one to like 
go for it and like yeah. risk her life for it. Which, by the way, that's that's another that was great really nice thing. So many great characters. Molly Cobb, played by Sonya uh, Walger. I, I've seen right. her before. Um, God, what, what was she, she in? in? I can't place it. I think she's it just out. she's just like a that girl that's just in a bunch of stuff. Oh, um, she was in Lost. She's oh, Penny. Yeah. She's Penny in Lost, not Penny's yeah. boat. That means uh, nothing to me. Oh, you've never seen Lost? Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, maybe you, you probably missed the boat on that one. I, I definitely did, and I don't intend to swim out to it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, Guns on the Moon, dude. I mean, like, holy shit. The, just seeing that guy get pulverized and then knowing that that's now a thing and then seeing the rest of the show play and, out, the tension yeah. that builds what's crazy is like that, that like should be the climax, right? That's, that's what you would think would be right. the climax. And, and there's what like ends three up, more episodes after that. Yeah. What, what ends up being, what ends up being the, the total focal point is really just the three different missions that are all going on at the same time and mission control, figuring out what the hell is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody's basically just like, you know what? Mission control, fuck you. We're, yeah. we're doing our own thing. And well, what, what was it that you said when we were talking about this the other day, when um, you're talking about how, like, the way we see things play out in these last couple episodes with the nuclear reactor um, and the fact that they have to shut it down. Is that what they're trying to do? They're trying to shut down the nuclear right. reactor. That's it's, something it's that would that's something that would never go ever upward. come out. Yeah. Like Which nobody I, would ever know that that happened. I, I think is kind of uh, like a baffling thing that I, they probably must have like gave a satirized version like to the public, but like, you know, you definitely, you can't tell America that you're, <laughs> you're refining uh, what plutonium on, on the moon. Right. You can't, you can't get that shit out. <laughs> that is, whoa, dude, that is a step too far. And, and it all again is character based because we have, you know, we care about the people that are dealing with this situation and it all builds to a place that I honestly didn't think the show was going to go like for all the, the incredible things that this show has done and all the exciting, thrilling things like to me up until this point, this was still the, it, it, it took me a while to like really give myself over to the show and fully embrace it because I was still for so much of it, I was still like, uh, all right, this, I like this, but like, you know, let's get through it. Let's burn through yeah. as many episodes as we can. And somewhere along the way, I realized that I cared about these people deeply. And by the time we get to the end and the sacrifice that Gordo and Tracy made, I was sobbing. <laughs> I was I cried, I cried like I, a baby. I cr I cried for my boy my boy Gordo. For for Trace, you know, I I I I poured one out for, her, but I I I wasn't crying for her. I was crying for <laughs> Gordo. <laughs> Duct tape so I, I, space suit. I I liked Tracy so much more in season 1 and I think that was intentional was so that they could bring her up to how Gordo was and then it uh show her that you know everybody can be shitty just like gordo was and you know you gotta work to be a good person and just really such good character arcs we're, we're gonna say that over and over again and it's not gonna make it any less true what did you think about that kind of climax though the the duct tape spacesuits and and running out and 
oh giving I, their I mean lives. i saw him, i saw him do that and i was like oh gordo's gonna die and like i mean ever since again that episode where uh the weight i'm like as gordo's getting like ready to go to the moon i'm like gordo's gonna fucking die on the moon <laughs> and i'm, and I'm feeling not gonna about be half happy past about dead. <laughs> yeah it's like wow these are some really really severe death flags okay all right let me let me mentally prepare myself and then they put the that duct tape suit on, and I'm like, Gordo's not making it out of here. <laughs> if he does, I'll I'll be very happy, but I don't see that happen. Just the the work that they do to make you feel so invested and, and right. to really give a shit about that moment and about how much that means to him. And it's also good- not make you feel like he has any other choice either. Like, that's the other right. thing is like, you it, never feel like you're being cheated out of a better option. He, it's like he he knows he can do it because he's he's prepared for this the entire time. And it's again, you're right. It, I think that that uh, their their uh, story, their their little plot line is really the backbone of the entire season. It's like uh, Danielle and I, I can't, <laughs> I'm so bad with the names of the people that it's like, I, I say, I don't care about him and I really do care about them. And I, I just know them by, by face and, and their actions and, and the good things about them and the bad things about them. But like Joel Kinnaman's character, uh, what, what he ends up doing in the second season at the very end, it, it doesn't feel out of character. It's all nuts the entire time you're sitting there with the the three different settings of what's happening. And you're like, if, if any one of these goes badly, they all go badly. Right. Right. Um, so as we transition to season three, uh, we can take this moment to talk about uh, the worst part of season two. <laughs> the worst um, part. Oh my God. Which is Karen sleeping with Gordo and Tracy's oldest son. Um, her her dead son's best friend oh best friend sorry 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 (laughs) yeah is it no it's it's their son isn't it their son yeah it's their son but their son uh he was uh oh their best friend's son best friend their best friend's son okay yeah yeah yeah. everybody's friends everybody's friends there's two generations the friends of cross generations bone and she may not look like it but this character is like twice this kid's age. Like what? Uh, what's her name? Chantel. She's, a, she's Van. She's an incredible actress. I've loved Van her in Ten. everything I've seen her in. She's only he, thirty-six years old. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they do a good job of making her, you know, making her look like an old like older. Woman. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, in terms of like the character's age, like this is it's weird. Weird. <laughs> I, I and and they like hint that like it's gonna happen for so long and I'm like oh please like let it just be like a quick thing and they they full on just like fuck in the bunker multiple you're times like, yeah you're like whoa 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 yeah it's it's like I, I didn't really need this plot line I like the heightened tension but uh this is it's it's just so weird that yeah. like g- mentally grappling with that is like I, I don't want to call it a chore. It's a hurdle. That's what it, it is. It is a hurdle. It is a hurdle, especially when every other plot line seems so well thought out. And this one seems like maybe they didn't prioritize it as much it, to lay it, those seeds. 
it feel I wouldn't even say that what it feel it feels more along the lines of like we're trying to do something like shocking and edgy uh to like bring in viewers or something maybe a little bit of that yeah that that was really my take it didn't feel like implausible what felt unplausible was how much they fucked right (laughs) like like everything up until then i was like oh it's gonna get weird because like her husband's on the you know he's he's this astronaut guy I don't think he's even on the moon. It's well, just there's like, there's the dead son of it all, right? So their marriage is yeah. already strained because they lost a kid. Then they adopted they, this they got girl. An adopted daughter. That's like now growing up and wanting to have a life of her own and really doesn't want them to have that much input into what she decides to do with her life. And so there's already this strain. You can see the path to them separating and divorcing. But then for her to make that choice on top of that, to cheat yeah. on him with and this kid essentially is it, fucked up. I'm I'm also like entire it, it's gonna come back to this because she didn't uh she didn't tell him who she cheated with, she just told him that she cheated. Yeah. And and it's like, well, maybe if you fucking mentioned this other part, you know, that would be very healthy. Uh bec- you know. It's like dropping one bomb and then like, I'm going to save this other bomb for later, you know, <laughs> drop so, them both at the same time. Let's just get this over with. So let's, let's get to, to season three. Season um, three. So it just premiered episode one. So we've only seen the first episode uh, and it is another time jump. Um, are we assuming it's another nine ish years? I don't think we it's, know exactly how much it's not 96 they're trying to make a 96 uh, launch window. It says, according to the episode description, it says nearly 10 years have passed. So yeah, so, essentially another decade. Oh, um, uh, what well, she's running against Clinton, isn't she? Uh, right. Ellen's running against Clinton. So that, Which would, that be would be, yeah. Okay. Supposedly, I guess. Right? Yeah. Supposedly 92. Um, so well, unless, unless all those years got mixed up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's possible that that everything's mixed up a bit. Yeah, so we we get another amazing like uh montage sequence of alternate history which is great. Uh there's a president heart in there which any big 80s heads can let us know what that's all about. Uh <laughs> yeah, we I don't know, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> we were not born <laughs> to know anything about anyone named Hart, but that's that's for you Gen Xers out there to be like, "Ooh, President Hart, I understand that <laughs> reference. Um, but yeah, so just to set the stage a little bit, there is now a orbit, uh, a hotel in orbit around the Earth yeah, called yeah, Polaris, they, which is the name of the episode. They beat Elon and uh, Jeff Bezos, huh? By multiple decades. By, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we have a wedding at the uh at the space station and it's Danny Stevens. It's the son. It's the son that Karen uh, slept with uh, the son of Gordo and Tracy getting married to his new bay. And the whole gang's there. The whole gang went up into orbit to celebrate this, this destination wedding, which by the way, I'm, I'm an engaged man now. And now I'm in the, the headspace <laughs> of trying to figure out what kind of wedding I want to have. And um, any type of, uh, let's just say exotic locale uh, has the potential 
to turn deadly. (laughs) (laughs) You really want to think about like what kind of place you want to bring your guests to if you're trying to go the destination wedding. (laughs) Yeah, I saw a bunch of people go to space and, uh, you know, I know what that means. (laughs) Somebody has to die. (laughs) The, The fact that like now this wedding will always be linked to this horrible disaster (laughs) (laughs) that was it's like it's so great until until everything goes to shit and multiple people die and right it's the whole thing felt like a huge jab at like space tourism and i think they they had like some uh some quote from the episode that it was like you know, we got all this like luxury up in space. We forgot that like space is a cold bitch. Like yeah, it- it'll fuck you up. <laughs> and if you for one second get comfortable, you have another thing coming, buddy. And to your point about the silence in space, that was one of the most effective things about this first episode is like those shots of the space station and that cable whipping around, just tearing through <laughs> the outside hole without yeah. a sound is fucking terrifying watching those guys get launched into space you know you don't want to hear them you're like oh they're gone they're just gone uh, the uh, like what what's better to burn up in the atmosphere or to just like take off the mask and like boil to death there before you implode like you know i part of me would feel like um it would be cool to just like be free in free orbit just like like sandra bullock and gravity but I don't think it, I, I feel like you, it's very I, likely I, that you'd be spinning so fast that you would just pass out. You wouldn't be able to like enjoy the, the trip of just <laughs> right floating through you space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the whole, the whole first episode, it really like set the tone for it where it's like, oh, they're not, they're not done making mistakes. Oh, uh, it's yeah. yeah. It's just that like, it, it, it I guess kind of the themes are really that it's like, it takes somebody like willing to just go and act like against their best individual uh, interests and, and do something good for everybody else. Okay. So yeah. Okay. You're alluding to, to the end, which is Danny going out there and, and saving everybody, which (laughs) that is a moment that I'm just like, it makes me want to stand up and cheer. And and just go all caps like that's how it's fucking done, baby. Dude, dude was like rift, lifting a wrench above his head in four G's, like, <laughs> and then putting it on that little knob and then turning it, like. But think think that, about the layers, Dane. Think about the layers, right? So the top layer is just the visceral thrill of watching this, right? Just this guy, just the surface level, like guy being weighed down by four times his. Uh, usual gravity saving everybody on the spacecraft on his own with his own hand like that's level one level two is the fact that we know this guy and we kind of don't, don't like, like him, him we don't much. like him at all <laughs> we hate this guy not not enough to watch him like get flung into space and all of his friends and family die but we we don't like him <laughs> like we, we we'd be kind of fine if he didn't make it <laughs> It's like, you know, save everybody and then you're good to die. It's, it's all good. Right. Like, like it wouldn't be detrimental to the, to the whole. (laughs) Oh no, I've got to mourn this guy. I don't like that's, that's really the extent of my, my discomfort. And then the genius level, the galaxy brain level is that we saw his parents do the same thing. 
last man. season. And yeah. he is directly walking in their he, shoes. He didn't he didn't hesitate at all. He he had the he had that Gordo brain, you know. <laughs> like to have this season open on that note, it just it kind of floored me, right? To be like, it, oh it, my god, we're opening, we're opening like this. This right. is next level storytelling. This is expert level shit. And 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 I think the crazy thing about that is like we don't really know what the implications of this are. There's probably going to be like political implications that affect other people's uh, relationships. But what I am sure of is that this really is a huge moment for the I don't want to call it a love triangle, but the love triangle. <laughs> like, well, that's the other. That's the secret layer. That's the secret layer too, which is I cannot believe that they are leaning into that storyline like they could have easily easily just forgotten about that they could have just been like you know what that was a weird thing that we did with these characters it's been nine years like they buy they want to get weird with it they they're they're going for it and it's 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 honestly really i, I think uh, it's working well we don't know yet i don't know I, I think so far so good i'll say that so far so good but it's a risk, isn't it? Isn't it like a huge risk to be like, yeah, one of the main focal points of this new season is going to be this kind of weird thing that we did with these two characters hooking up. They play the same song at the wedding. That was, that was so weird. I, that I mean, they that, that, too. that's that's initially like the first thing that it's like, oh, yeah. Remind me that I don't <laughs> like this guy. Thank you. <laughs> like, that was that was that was one of the most fucked up things that I think you could ever do. There, there's layers to that too. There's, there's I the fact that it's like it. her ex. It's it, you know they're technically exes, and he's doing that and inviting her to the wedding. But like also the whole relationship that like he's she's yeah. uh, his best friend's mom. Also, we don't know. Oh my god, how, what's happened in these nine years? Like, have they kept hooking up? Like, <laughs> I I, fi- I I don't think there's any way. I, it's got to be over, right? But I, I, from this episode, I'm like, oh, he uh, Joel Kinnaman does not have any fucking clue. Not even close. Not even no. a bit. My guy is injecting steroids just to keep walking along. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's he's just old, and I, you know. Well, that's it's the one thing of those... with these characters is like, are they like seventy? Like, what? Uh, some. I mean, like Molly, Molly's got to be like getting up there. So let's say they were like thirty in season one. So maybe okay, that maybe they're sixty. Right. Maybe they're sixty yeah. tops. So I guess they're not ancient, right? They're old, but they're not 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 old old. They're um, not. They're not on a beach. Old. They're, right. They're, they're just not. Old. They haven't gone to the beach and gotten old. Right. Yeah. So, what did you think of some of the other parts of this uh, premiere episode? Because I think the first half, you know, one one of the things that I really like about it is that we don't go to Mars right away. They mentioned right. Mars. I was willing to bet that we would start with Mars. And I'm really glad we didn't because we start very small, very character based. It's kind of kind of like back to the first season where where we got it. We got to work our way to to Jamestown. We don't just have Jamestown. Yeah. Um. So what did you what did you think of some of the other kind of the the flip side of the the thrills of the whole well, Polaris incident? 
there's the whole like uh like Russian espionage uh plot that I yeah, I, I think that like when they hinted at that at the end of the second season, that was the thing I was the most excited about again because I, I think I just I like Margot a lot, but she's great. I, I mean, they it, gave her a lot know, of time this episode. I think yeah. she may have had maybe the and, most time. And she's still we the start same with as her. she was. <laughs> we start with her waking up on her couch <laughs> in the office. My girl sleeps at work. That's sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's I, respect, fucking I respect it. She's she's that committed to the fucking grind. <laughs> and the grind, the grind is like exploring space it's so fucking cool what does she I, drink is that like condensed it was slim milk? fast she's just drinking slim fast that's <laughs> all she eats <laughs> heard fucking like turning down the bribe also like yeah send it back i don't care that they flew in this cod from iceland yeah <laughs> it's not not important we're, we're nasa we're yeah, above we don't that. take bribes <laughs> Also, I love her just playing piano first thing in the morning. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I want to do that shit. Let me let me set my shit up here. Damn, yeah, she she's just a an incredibly um, consistent character. Um, I, I I think what I'm really excited for with the the espionage subplot is it's like she's getting played, mm-hmm. and she she she's only really had one moment in the entire series where it's like she's wrong, and everybody else is right. Uh, right. And that's it in the first season where they save. Was it Molly who gets lost in space or was that Ellen? It was one of them. Um, I can't remember. Um, I know Molly is the one. Molly. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing with Molly. I it, it, it was a little tough to catch it with her, but she's blind now. right? Yeah. Fully blind. Yeah. Yeah. She's reading yeah. Braille. Right. And and uh, that and was still overseeing uh, all the all the astronauts. That was well, something uh, big with her taking in that what was it like a solar storm that was fucking crazy she <laughs> yeah, runs yeah. through a solar storm <laughs> you know you know if we look back at season two we shouldn't be surprised at, at the immediate heightened uh intensity of season three right S- season two starts out with with that solar storm and Holy like shit one guy's like yeah i'm gonna develop cancer and die <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm leaving nasa and she's like you can't fucking quit that's <laughs> That's weak. You're not weak. And he's like, I want to enjoy my life. You're Sorry, going dog. blind, lady. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Molly. I think, you know, she got the one little scene this episode, but I hope we get a lot yeah. more from her. It kind of makes me wonder because, like, I was reading some stuff online today before we, we jumped on. And, like, for some reason, a lot of people were thinking that... Um, they felt that the show was going to kill off a lot of the OG cast members. I I think, I think that that is where they're heading. Um, I I don't, I, they're not certainly not going to kill all of them. Um, but I, I could see a couple of them dying and I think that it works well. I don't, I don't know if they've necessarily brought in enough new people yet. Yeah. Um, they've definitely had options. Uh, there was like, two there was like two pilot or two two astronauts and then the space marine i think they had name i think they were named characters but they they didn't have a lot of screen time but they did do important things like shoot russians on the moon and uh hold a gun to joel kinnaman so he didn't (laughs) you know they 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 had important things but i don't think that their characters are important so right i mean we'll we'll see there there might be people we might meet along the way that we haven't met yet but you know it 
just thinking about some of the younger crew, like there's the the Hispanic girl yeah. that's working with Margot. We've really got we've got like her and then uh Gordo and Tracy's sons. Uh so, only one uh, of them Danny is gonna and be Jimmy. Is Jimmy, which by which the way, is... let's talk about Jimmy real quick. He gives that speech. It was fucking at the wedding. dark. That was a great moment. Um, yeah, because that character was like not really a character before, and it's... now they're like giving him some stuff to work with, and it's really interesting. I, I feel like they they had it kind of like hinted that that was kind of the direction that they were going to go when like uh, at the beginning of season two when I, Danny's the older one. Mm-hmm when he comes back from the Naval Academy uh, after his first year. And then Jimmy mm-hmm. is, uh, I think he was wearing like a Misfits t-shirt and like oh, a baggy yeah. hoodie. And I was like, oh yeah, this kid fucking hates the Navy. Like I, I see that in his face. He, he does not, he, he is rebelling against the rest of his family. Yeah. We don't, we don't know exactly how old they are or what their, their age difference is, but you get the sense that like, Danny saw the death of his parents as an opportunity to keep their baton going to, yeah. to carry that flag still beyond their passing. And Jimmy's seeing it more of like, a they died for nothing. They died for nothing. They abandoned me. They, their death does not have enough yeah. meaning to me. It yeah, might have meaning to to the, he the says, country. He, he says that thing also oh, where it's like, uh, you know, they didn't really love each other or whatever. It was like just the government putting on this big show and whatever. It's like they didn't actually die in each other's arms or whatever. And it's like, but they did. It's like, my boy, you're you're so wrong. They fucking did, dude. <laughs> like, they literally did. Oh, like that's what's so tragic because he's right. He's right. They did yeah. fight a lot. They did kind of hate each other's guts, but. In that moment, when it came down to it, they were there. They were there for each other. It's it's. I I think that uh, the whole next generation group, like like the next like genetic gen, well not even genetic, because there's also the uh, the st- uh, the adopted daughter down in uh, Antarctica. That that should be I, interesting. Yeah. I'm sure that's a that's a, a setup ex- for something interesting. I, I'm excited to learn about that for Let's sure. Let's go underwater, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's explore <laughs> the James team. Cameron shit out of here. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know what they could be doing in uh, Antarctica, but that's got to be like a purely science thing. So I guess she's like not a pilot or something. I don't know. We'll that's, see. That's I, I'm sure guess. it'll be something interesting. I, or at least I hope so. Um, but you know, I just thinking back to the timeline we were discussing earlier. If this is 1992, and they're saying that they're going to Mars in 1996, there's going to be at least that four-year time jump to, throughout this season. So I think that that's a good opportunity I, to invest in whatever the next roster of main characters is i don't know i don't know if it's that far away because i don't i don't know how long those guys have to stay on mars but there i i i definitely see in a time jump in in this season right that 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 looks in the cards yeah and just based on this one episode and how much they made me care about cody or not cody um danny stevens 
uh, a character that I did not we care for him. at all. <laughs> and in the spawn of one episode, they made me root for him. I have faith that whatever they decide to do, if they introduce new characters or kind of move up tertiary characters, I have faith. It's just kind of like a thing that's like, it's not like, uh, um, oh, how was I going to say this? Um, oh, we still got it, you know, like mm-hmm. trust yeah. us. We, yeah. we're, we, we still know what we're yeah, doing. I'm 65, but I can, I can inject some steroids into my ass and still fly this goddamn plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my guy broke his hip. My guy fell. Oh yeah. Step and just immediately fucking <laughs> is disabled <laughs> now. <laughs> I mean, his bone density's got to be like absolute garbage. Yeah. That was well, okay, yeah. There's that, but also the you know the multiple G's, the yeah know, two G three. Yeah, G. I mean, yeah. There's no way he's able to put any weight on that, right? Like he's he's not able to limp. You are you are carrying him in addition to like two and a half of yourself and another two and a half of him. That's something that I, I really loved about this episode is that a simple idea as a artificial gravity, just going, increasing out of, out of whack. I, I don't think I've ever seen it done like this before. I mean, I'm sure it's been done in some way in some other story, but the way it was done here, um, I just found it so creative, so unique, and yet so simple. I, I yeah, really they, like that. They they do a really good job with like I mean all the all the things that that eventually spiral into uh, uh, huge major plot points. Other than you know guns on the moon, yeah. it's really it's really like oh something went wrong, and now here's thirty minutes of everybody like these people are going to die if we do not <laughs> fix this yeah. right now. Which uh, is a is a kind of a genre in and of itself, isn't it? Like, there's all sorts of movies, specifically like space movies, yeah, uh, that are just like, here's a problem, very specific problem, and here's the people, the only people that are capable of fixing that problem. Go. I mean, it's you know, it's Star Trek to an extent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Which is, which is, isn't that what? season seven of this show is like it's just star trek <laughs> that's an, how long can this show go i mean they're I, I easily this season and then another 10-year jump and then another 10-year jump and then you're at the present day they'll pass right? us i'm sure they'll they'll pass the, the I, 2020s. I, I, I figure the last season has got to be a future season it has to that, be that's it a hundred percent has to be i feel like season four will be like Saturn, right? And then oh, five. Oh, you think they're going to like Europa or something like that? Mm-hmm. I could, I could see that. And then five will be like beyond our solar system. <laughs> Just plans. Like- <laughs> I mean, I, I like. I guess it's just it's all exploration. There, there's no way they introduce aliens, right? That that would be that would be a bad twist, right? I feel like they could figure out a way to do it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, you know. I, there's there's definitely some truth to that. <laughs> you know, like they'll figure I, out a way to be like, damn, I, like that does I, make sense. Like I, some I, kind I, of I, extra dimensional being that yeah, isn't humanoid. I, I probably I probably wouldn't be like, oh no, aliens. I don't like this show anymore. It'd probably be more like, oh, aliens. Let's see how this impacts all the politics and interpersonal relationships. Yeah. 
<laughs> Somehow Trump still gets elected. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, that's that's, that just, would, that's guns on the moon to electric boogaloo. <laughs> that would be if this show is like, okay, not only does Ronald Reagan still get elected, but also Trump still gets elected. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> I mean that you know I don't think we've like I've kind of made jokes about it this this entire time but like the the capitalism versus communism is like so present in everything that they do well with the hotel like is this hotel going to be like a recurring thing like are we going to see more Oh, no, that, of this? that business has got to be ruined right no it doesn't <laughs> no it doesn't who, who am I kidding <laughs> Those, those guys who died in space, they didn't even have names. <laughs> well, no. Um, they, they they don't matter. They don't Karen's matter. Karen's new man is... Yeah, he's he's gone. Dude, okay. So I'm glad I remembered to bring this up. Okay. So they introduce Karen with this new man, right? And obviously Ed has his new girl and they don't That's, get along, which is hilarious. You remember who that is, right? The blonde girl? She no, 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 familiar. no. Her, her uh, Karen's new guy. I did not recognize that's, him. That's that's Trace's husband. Oh, that's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that that's a so, good catch, dude. It, I did it not was, catch that. It was really nice to like. Oh, he's dead now. Oh, that means <laughs> Karen's just got a shitload of money now. Okay, I, I'm cool with this, dude. That that was entirely a plot device, and I'm so fine with it because it's like, oh yeah, another person dying in space. And I get to see what Karen's going to do with a shitload of money. The the way the way those plot beats play out, like made me ascend because like it, it makes I'm, sense. It well, I'm dealing sense. I'm dealing with first of all, my brain is dealing with the fact that we're continuing this thread of her sleeping with fucking yeah. Danny Stevens, right? I'm like, oh shit. But then also you have this guy that now she's with, right? Supposedly is her new steady, right? Boom, motherfucker gets crushed, just gone. Piece off the table, over. By the way, her acting during that shot, amazing. Because you can she, tell she's like distraught, but she's also like, she can't process it. She can't bring herself yeah. to like process she's, it. And also she's like, I have to like deal with my hotel. She's she's come such a long way from season one. Like season season one, she she would have lost her shit and not been able to do that. Season two, she would have been like too stoned to deal with it. Like <laughs> season three, she, cut, she's a, she's a businesswoman. She's she's uh yeah. yeah. We cut from that directly to her talking to to Danny. Like the the writers know exactly what they're doing. And it's like, as soon as that piece is off the table, the very next thing we're going to do is have this character interact and with this have, fucking have guy. Have Danny call, call her Karen. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, fuck, dude. Fuck. That's it's, a risky move. That is it's, a it's, risky, risky move. You know, on one hand, it's like it's actually really feeding into like my my uh, my love of really, really like sadistic reality TV. Not trashy, sadistic. Like... <laughs> just like let's put people in terrible positions and watch how they play out except for like they're they're entirely scripting this it's you know yeah and it's incredibly well acted too and it's done with this huge scale big budget nothing looks cheap you know whatever sets they built are seamless with the cgi it is just 
a fucking great show. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am baffled. I, I, I want to look at how they uh, filmed the, uh, the room. Yes. Well, that's yeah. that. Uh, Stanley Kubrick did that for 2001: oh, yeah? A Space Odyssey. Oh yeah, that's right. They literally built a fucking circular set. So I don't know if that's what they did with this. I'd be interested to see that. But there is, I when I saw that, I was like, that is a nod to what Kubrick yeah. did for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I love this show. I'm so excited to talk about it. Maybe not every single episode, but maybe we can pair a couple uh, episodes uh, together. Very, very least, uh, 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 end of the season uh, catch up. Yeah, yeah. Or if, if something big happens. We'll, we'll, middle, we'll, we'll talk about it. That's like game changing. Then we'll we'll jump on. Uh, and also, like I said at the beginning, like we watch so much TV. There might be an opportunity to squeeze in a couple other shows there. I know you're watching The <laughs> Boys, too. Um, yeah. Which is amazing. New season. Yeah. Um, before you go, any any other big uh, takeaways from this show? Any other things that you're looking forward to? Anything else? about for all mankind that's on your mind i'm i'm really excited to see the uh the storyline with uh the the little hispanic girl who's not a little hispanic girl anymore she's going to space finally going to mars i don't, I, I don't want her to die in space fuck no i'd be upset <laughs> yeah that's that's a death i don't know if i could handle i've, I've seen enough death all right well thank you so much dane for coming Thanks on for i really having appreciate me. it um yeah. we will be back on Mars or on the moon soon enough to keep talking about this amazing show. I can't get enough of it. I think, uh, you know, when I, when I put it on my list last year, I was, I was riding a high cause I was really close to, to, you know, my, my time watching it and then kind of taking a, a break. I, I was thinking like, huh, was it really that good? Was I really just kind of overhyping it? And now diving into season three, I'm like, no, this is not at all. This is good, good shit. I hope that more people find it. I hope that it gets the recognition that it deserves because it's it is truly incredible television. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Thank you for uh, supporting the show and recommending it. Uh, Please be sure to let us know what you thought of this show. If you watched it, let us know in the comments, rate, review, subscribe and donate. Like Dane over here, thank you for donating and supporting. And visit webottomike.net for all other episodes and backlog and archives and all those good things. And you can also uh, sign up to get episodes delivered to your inbox every week, every time we upload. Uh, Next week, we will probably be giving you uh, more TV talk with Atlanta. Hopefully that's the plan. No promises though. Cause there's a lot of other ways this could go. There's a lot. We could do a catch up episode. Um, in terms of new movies, we're not going to talk about Jurassic world. Sorry. <laughs> but light year is coming. Probably won't do a big episode on that, but that is one of my, um, big ticket items for the fantasy film league. So I'm going to at least have to support it with my, with my dollar. Yeah. I, f- I kind of feel like Hunter is going to want to support it too. You know, Lightyear, really? Yeah. The story of the human that the toy was based on. Yeah. I mean, he almost like killed himself 
trying to be Buzz Lightyear once, right? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could have Hunter do like a live recreation of that for the podcast in yeah. honor of the, <laughs> uh, the film Lightyear 2022. Um, and then eventually, I promise we will get back to our Robin Williams series. It is on hiatus right now. It's the summertime. It's the summer of Morbius. At least it was supposed to be the summer of Morbius. Still is, baby. And uh, yeah. We, it's it's not it's not Mormon it's not Mormon so we got to get back to Robin uh, sooner rather than later um, so stick around and uh, we'll see you next time take care bye bye bye.